Those in favor of expanding Nome's port say it's essential for national security. They say it'll be crucial for environmental protection and emergency response as more ships traverse the Arctic Ocean. And they call it a boon to the local economy. But Austin Amasa calls these the three big lies. It certainly makes sense to shippers that cutting a thousand or so miles or a couple thousand miles off is cheaper. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's less risky. You're still going through the Arctic. It's still going to be cold. He stands on Nome's sand spit, a thin slice of land that lies at the mouth of the Snake River and stretches out in front of the city's port. There's a deep and rich history here. When you look up sand spit Nome and you look up historical photographs, you're going to see Alaska Native people living here, celebrating here, uh, harvesting here. This wasn't always a port. Thousands of stampeders flooded this place in the late 1890s in search of gold. Amasek says they wiped out some of the indigenous history on the sand spit and elsewhere in the community. Now he's seeing that cycle repeat itself. An agenda was developed to turn this area, this traditional area, into mining vessels, conics, uh, an industrial laydown pad, if you will. People still come to Nome to get rich on gold today, but Amasek says there are other ways to measure wealth. What makes Inupiaq people rich? <laughs> well, um, I, 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 I certainly think that glorious moment when you are able to take some seal oil that you harvested in May and the greens come out in June and the fish comes out in July that moment when you can commingle all those foods together, right? And then have a, a sit down at a house, talk about history, talk about legends, talk about how long you've been here. That certainly seems like it's a rich thing. Just behind where Austin Amasek and I stand looking out over the water, Vernon Adkisson meets with two mechanics who are working on a giant gold dredge. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really boil it down, I've probably got at least over 20 solid years of actual sea time. Adkisson stars in the Discovery Channel's reality show, Bering Sea Gold. He's depicted as a gruff businessman with a no-nonsense approach to making money off Norton Sound's rich ocean floor. He's all for the port expansion. Well, I think it's, it promotes commerce for one thing, and that's what, that, that's what keeps the wheels going round. Commerce. But he also has some misgivings. He warns against underestimating the Bering Sea. The weather's so changeable up here, uh, and it's shallow. So when the wind really picks up in a shallow uh, sea, the seas build quicker than out in the middle of the deep blue sea. Ice-free passage over the North Pole could become a reality by 2050. And that'll shave days off transit times that would otherwise take ships south through the Panama Canal. A proposed multi-million dollar expansion of Nome's port would bring more of those ships to town. Right now, larger ships use much smaller boats to deliver cargo and people to shore. It's called lightering, and it's necessary because the current port can't accommodate ships over a certain size. But even with an expansion, lightering will still happen, and Adkisson says there's just not enough oversight. And I know what can go wrong under those conditions. With, with no eyeballs on the scene, not everybody is ethical, 
there are bilges, there are spills, there are all kinds of things that can happen if there's nobody really keeping eyes on the situation. All this industrial marine traffic brings with it lots of environmental concern. According to the International Maritime Organization, in 2018 alone, the shipping industry was to blame for nearly 3% of the world's carbon dioxide emissions, a potent greenhouse gas. And at least 10% of the ships that travel through the Arctic are burning heavy fuel oil, which can solidify or remain floating for weeks in cold water if it spills. Noise from ships can also disturb wildlife, including marine mammals people like Ben Payena rely on for food. If it was up to me, I'd like to leave it the same as it is right now, honestly. Uh, I don't know if I want to have to deal with all the bigger boats and the bigger industry type scenario um, just right there where we start our hunting journeys. Payana, who grew up in Nome, is a commercial fisherman for crab, salmon, and halibut. And when he's not catching fish as his sole source of income, he's out on his boat hunting for his family's main sources of food, seals and fish, many different bird species and walrus. Oh, uh, well, I was able to harvest my first one when I was seven. I wasn't really quite big enough to hold a rifle to my shoulder yet, so my dad actually sat me in his lap and he held the, held the rifle on his shoulder. Piana says his dad and most of that walrus hunting crew are no longer around. He was a kid the last time the port expanded, and while a decline in sea ice brings opportunity to the shipping industry, he wonders what else a changing climate might take from him. Reporting in Nome, I'm Emily Schwing.